When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Get it on, got to get it on the church, we're going to mandate, get it on, and welcome to Castrol CarCast, brought to you by Castrol, and Geico at Geico.com, and Tommy John at TommyJohn.com slash CarCast, and uh, Wrangler.com. Good to see you, Matt, moderator. How are you? Big big weekend. Big weekend, man. We uh, had the car show, we had the tour, the facility, we had... Uh, God, we had uh, I went over the Peterson. We saw Uppity over there. We did the tenth anniversary show. It was all good um, and excited. And I'm glad you guys came out. And I, I have to say, for the first show, it was quite a success. Yeah, thanks to everybody that came out. We uh, we didn't know what to expect. It was great. Um, uh, man, we got lucky on great weather. And yeah. uh, over 800 <clears throat> people came out throughout the day for the for the various events, and uh, it was good. It was fun, and I think one of the cool things about it was, and some people even commented, they're saying, hey, you know, we come to these car shows at the Peterson all the time, and it's always, you know, it's a Porsche event or Ferrari event, and we had such a cool mix of cars. You know, there was just, just a wild little variety of cars, which is, which is good. That's kind of what we were hoping for, and uh, we're just going to... Keep trying to do it bigger and better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're right in our element. It was nice to all the car guys who came out and uh, we got to hang with. And um, Leno brought his Jensen that no one had ever seen before. Right. I don't think anyone had ever seen that car in the wild. I've been to a million car yeah. shows. Now, he likes it that way. He likes it that <laughs> way. There is the chance that I've been to a car show, maybe like an English car show, and walked past that thing and thought it was a Jag saloon or something. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty good. Like, I would have stopped and seen the twin headlights and and went, hmm, that's not a Jag. That's not a Jag. Right. Um, so, I honestly don't recall seeing it. You're right. We could have walked by it sort of on a mission to go see something else. I just don't ever recall seeing one of those. No, it's a Jensen whatever V8. CV8. 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 And it had a um, 
Chrysler 330 or something in it, I think he said. And uh, I said, uh, I said, what what's in it? A Chrysler? And then uh, Jay always gives you the answer. He goes, yeah, well, it's Chrysler. And you go, okay. <laughs> Listen, I don't know everything about everything all yeah. the time. You could go, yeah. good call, or yeah. smart one, or you must know something. Yeah, maybe a little more details, a little follow-up detail. Well, he yeah, said, I said, uh, it's got a Chrysler in there, and he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a 330. And then I said, oh, yeah, the intercept, the intercept had a 440. And I said, <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. I think it had a Chrysler 330, he said, I think, and the Interceptor had a Chrysler 440. I listen. I'm all about the Bizzarini with the Corvette engine in yeah. it. And the I, you know, look in in a, in in my world, if you got a, a Bizzarini Strada or Bizzarini 5300, sorry, Strada, whatever they call them, and you can go over to uh, Pep Boys and get a distributor cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless you, because yeah. I can tell you, if you have, there are exotic cars. Try owning a 935 and grabbing a distributor cap. I, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's $10 million. And, and it's got to be brought in from Germany. The Jensen's such a weird thing. I don't know if this came up on any of your other shows, but but Chris and I were doing some research, and he found a, a Jensen Interceptor manhole cover. Yeah, I emailed this to you too, Adam. So I was walking yeah, I saw uh, it. in a parking lot. And, and it was just weird that that's like it's the same kind of company name and then we talked about how Jensen was like a car company for a long time but they didn't make cars I'm like well maybe this is what they started doing did it, did it say Jensen Interceptor or did it yeah. just say Jensen it, here uh, Kim will put it up right yeah now. it said Jensen so and Jensen Interceptor. Interceptor so I walked by this manhole cover and I just thought that is so weird and I looked it up. It was the day we were talking about the yeah. Jensen Interceptor. Yeah, exactly. And you, How is this being not? you, had never heard of a Jensen Interceptor. Right. So this was very bizarre that the, your first time hearing about a Jensen Interceptor, you pass a manhole cover that has Interceptor written in block letters and then Jensen written sort of like a logo uh, underneath it. Yeah. And, and like, it says precast. It could mm. almost say carcass. Go ahead. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> well, first of all, there's no lines painted on it, so that that threw me off. Yeah, so I started, I texted <laughs> Matt about it, saying if he knew anything about it, he he didn't really know. So I looked into it. Totally different company. This is an American company. Still around the same year that the Jensen Interceptor car came out. But the reason it's called an Interceptor is that that's just the kind of sewer it is. So. They're just labeling the kind of sewer in this company named Jensen. I was thinking cover. somehow this was influenced by the car name or the company or the car company shifted gears. They're like, well, we're, we know about steel, and so we're, we have a foundry. We're going to make something. But it turns out both companies came out around the same year. Interesting. Just weird. Just a weird coincidence. Yeah. I don't know why there's two companies called that, but – well, I don't know why either. Uh, let me tell you quickly, and we'll tell you all about the day. First, let me tell you about Tommy John. Men and women love Tommy John. I love Tommy John. I wear these things religiously. It's just, they will change your life. I, I wear the I got under, some TJs. I'm wearing the undershirt now. I wore the uh, tuck-in, the stay-tucked-in dress shirt on Kimmel the other day. Um I'll tell you. I'll tell you what really. I'll t- the two things that changed a game with Tommy John in terms of the men's underpants. One is super light, super thin, dry real fast, wick away the moisture. But the main thing they did is they brought it down the leg, 
and the one that comes up sort of mid-thigh or mid-thighing up ends up just moving up and rolling up. And these things, you can actually... If you're on your rowing machine, Matt told me to get a rowing machine. You're on a rowing machine. You're sitting in your rowing machine. When you sit down, you can actually just reach in underneath your shorts, and they'll pull them out further than your shorts. Yeah. And it's so much better that way than they're not rolling up down toward your waist. I don't even wear the shorts when I'm rowing at home. I just wear the TJs. Sweet. (laughs) Hold on. Let me picture that. Yeah, you did. Anyway, dress shirts. Air. uh, They have uh, the new air collection for the ladies. It's the best pair you'll ever wear. It's free guarantee, right, man? Yeah, absolutely. Cherry, hurry over to TommyJohn.com slash CarCast now to get 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash CarCast for 20% off TommyJohn.com slash CarCast. So we gave a, a tour of the shop. We uh, put the um, everyone's favorite car, the uh, Pace car, the Camel GT Pace yeah. car up on the big ramps. Um, I, I, I was saying this, and... I, I, I hope I'm not overstating this, but um, the, our 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 country is kind of coming apart at the seams, and it's coming apart at the seams because we got a lot of dopes that don't know how to do any. You know, they just spout out ideas that are yeah, wrong, yeah. but they don't actually live in a world with gravity and consequences. And there's something about it. And as I was telling my ACS listeners few days back, I said, you know, we had this pedestal. I, I think Max Patton may have a picture too. I don't know. I knew you took a few pictures of it, but we had this pedestal and he took a few pictures of the ramps. I think you, you did when we were putting the cars yeah, yeah, up yeah. there and uh, you can send it to Chris, but either way, we had this pedestal and this thing is uh, 20, 26 inches off the ground or whatever it is. It's off the ground. And we had to get this very low 2,500 pound car up on it. And we had these, you know, 12, 13, 14 foot ramps and they were flimsy. And so a bunch of dudes who are good at doing things and have done a lot of things differently, you know, some building projects, car restoration, irrigation systems, mm-hmm. you know, some guys were a little more mechanical. I come from a little more of the building side, but we we're all just standing there and we're like, I want to get this car and I want to put it on top of this pedestal and I don't have a forklift and we're going to do right. it what with, do we these, got? with these ramps, but we're going to do it. And my thing is, is I'm not interested in, can we do it? I know we can do it. What I'm interested in is if this takes us more than an hour and 10 minutes, we've failed. Because for me, it's about speed. Uh-huh. It's like, like if we get it up by the end of the day, it's still a failure. Yeah. My thing is, is I want to do this in under an hour. Yeah. And so we got the ramps and we sort of looked it up. And the first thing we did is we go, I go, I'm going to pull some measurements. I want the center of each tire. The right. rear tires are wider than the front. They're wide slicks in the back. They're less wide in the front. The, the track of the car is going to be a little bit different. So I want to pull a center line. I want to right. know what the center of each one is. And we pull the center line about the center of each tire, and there's a little difference between the front and the back, and now we're going to meet in the middle. Yeah. That's where I want the center of these ramps, which are too narrow for what we're doing, but we'll make it work. Right. And we did that. It's and got a lot of tire on it. All we got to do is just... Right. And then we got to the top there. and we found out it was, wasn't wide enough and, and blah, blah, blah. 
And there's some pictures at uh, carcastshow.com. And we use some tires and we use some jack stands and we use some I-beams and we blah, 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 blah. But my point is this. It took us, I don't know, I don't want to put any words in your mouth. How long did it take us to do this? it, It took us, it took us 15 minutes to come up with the plan. We did some measurings and we added the wood up on the top and we screwed it in place. And then, then we just started bringing in some pieces. You know, yeah, it took about an hour or so. Took about an hour. Uh, you know, to get it and, all done. And then we rolled it all up and it, and it worked fine. Now, here's what didn't happen. Yeah. There was one shot, though. It worked fine, one shot. Little, we just, we little, all looked at it and it worked. Little to no second guessing, little to no people talking about how they feel about what's going on or knowing something in their heart of hearts. It's just literally, we got to knock this out. I was sort of saying, look, I'm going to put a piece of two by across the front and we're going to, we're going to lag the, the ramps to it in the front so it doesn't slide off or roll off or fall off or move or whatever it is. We needed this. We needed that. Everyone just dutifully did it and we just did it because there are five guys who know what the fuck they're doing, yeah. and they're all under the same roof. Yeah. And there wasn't any of the fucking assholes we're dealing with today. We're like, I don't know. I don't feel like or this feels unsafe to me, or I don't think it's going to work. There wasn't any of that. There wasn't any of that. There was a, sh- you know, hey, guys, should we add another I-beam here? Sure. So should we, let's put some tires under there, just give a little stability. Yeah, we got tires. Let's just pull some off the rack. Like, it was, it was, it was super easy. Right, but it was only easy because the five people had a collective 150 years of experience (laughs) of problem solving, and it made it easy. Now, if you took uh, a bunch of folks, I won't call out any names, but if you took a bunch of folks that I know, know younger folks. I don't know why Kalen's face turned red. And you just told them to do it, they'd all just stand there. And then eventually they'd start weeping, and then eventually they'd start sucking each other off, and then that would be that's as far as they got. Weird. That'd be as far it's as they really got. Really weird. Yeah, I don't know why they would even do all, that every time. That too. would be it. But but you didn't have those guys. You had five guys who knew what the fuck they were doing, and we just knocked it out. Yeah. So I'm saying a little of that in life is is a good thing. Yeah, worked out. Yes, and the notion. Look, none of these guys. It's not like. The guys were transmission mechanics and had to go back to work in their pit for a living. There were guys that were white collar there or were doing professional mm-hmm. things, but they all had a base. The base was of doing things. Yeah. The base was of problem solving. And also, when you get in that group, you tend to trust people's decisions because they have a base. Yeah. And everybody kind of walked in with the same thought process of you is, let's just get this done quickly. Let's just think about it, get it done. We don't want to spend hours on this thing. Right. You know? Anyway, it worked out, looked good up there. And what a good crew. Everybody that came by for, for the tour, um, man, that, that was fun. And it's, it's, it's kind of fun, again, to kind of like walk through and talk about all the cars and remember the stories of the cars and, and, uh, and you know, pop open a hood and, and – remember some of the details of of uh of the engines and stuff that's going in there so you know thanks to everybody that bought a ticket to that and coming by that was that was cool yeah i i agree and i've told people this many times and and there's a version of this that we can all live which is when i became a catholic big brother many years ago i thought oh man 
kind of a big commitment because what they do is they, I think they, you have to commit to meeting with your little brother and doing some activity with him for every Saturday, I think for, for the first year. And then after that, you could spread it out a little bit. But mm-hmm. but for the first year, they don't want you to get flaky. They don't want you to see the kid on a Saturday and then not see him for two months. You know, they, yeah. they don't. That, that's going to screw the kid up more than having the big brother. So the commitment is, I believe it was every weekend, mm-hmm. a Saturday or Sunday or whatever it is, for you know some minimum of like two or four hours or something. Yeah. You couldn't just high five him, go past him on a skateboard. You had to like take him to a movie or go to the beach or whatever right. it you was. You couldn't like drop him off in the movies. Right. And then, <laughs> and then you'd have to go <laughs> you gotta every weekend. <laughs> and I remember thinking, uh, oh boy, that's a pain in the ass. And then... What ended up happening, and I didn't have any, I didn't have any money, so it's like we couldn't really just go to a movie every weekend because I couldn't afford it. We ended up going to the beach a lot, and we ended up going to the parks, like with the frisbee and stuff like that. Okay, but end up, what ends up doing is it forces you to go out and do things that you would have probably been putzing around watching yeah. TV, complaining about something. Next thing you know, you're at the beach. You're like up, you got a plan, you're picking the kid up, you're going to the beach, you swing by Taco Bell. Thank God for Taco Bell. Yeah, big spender. <laughs> so, so. Just get one item. Kid. What I'm saying is, is that when people say, oh, thanks for the tour of the shop, I go, no, thank you, because it, it forces you to relive it a little you have to you appreciate it yeah. you go oh and this is paul newman's in and this car's got this and you open the hood and you talk about it, and there's his initials and the headrest and paul sat right here and next thing you know instead of rushing past it on the phone yelling at somebody that's fucked something up you're, you're stopping and appreciating through the through the eyes of everyone who's come yeah. there because it's special to them and 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 the entire room itself also is kind of like kind of gives you a reason and kind of forces you to go through and go, what are we hanging on the walls? Do we like what's here? Do we need to change anything? And uh, do, do we let, let's let's mop all the floors. Let's let's mop everything. Let's wipe down all the cars. Yeah. You know, which probably hasn't been done in a little while. Yeah. You know, and so now it all looks good. Thank God Kalen showed up at the crack of 3 p.m. to dive, take a deep dive into this. Lynette's like, where's Kalen? I like, he got there at 3. And then she's like, oh, man, that's late. And then I was like, yeah, weren't you going to come by, Lynette, and do a little cleaning, too? And she's like, ah, oh, yeah, Kalen. Yeah, she Folks, threw you under the bus. Let's focus on Kalen. I, like, I was like, Matt got there first. Told me there's a bunch of people standing around in there, which pissed me off. And then, uh, then we got to work. But uh, do you got any other pictures of that car on that ramp? I remember. You, was, I thought you were taking a few. Yeah, there was. Uh, Send them over to. Uh, to. So we went. Uh, we went over to the um, Peterson. You guys came out in, in full force, and you brought some really cool cars. I was surprised at the diversity i did not find the diversity problematic i will uh tell you about some of the cars we saw and i'll tell you what we'll do it every year we'll do it next year and we'll show the shelby dock next year which is i don't know how close it is to finish i think it's about two hours still no nate was telling me he's 
going for like May of this year. Now, are you guys going to try to beat that movie coming out with oh, the release the, date? The, the Christian Bale movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's coming out around. They November. moved that back to Academy Award time, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Castrol Edge. Yeah. Heat, friction, viscosity, breakdown, rob your engine of a maximum performance. Friction results in a loss of performance up to 10%. Castrol Edge, engineered with fluid titanium technology, physically transforms to get stronger under pressure, helps fight friction and deliver maximum levels of performance from your car. Three times, three times stronger, fool, against three viscosity times. breakdown than the leading full synthetics. Castrol Edge, unlock the performance in your car's engine today. Oh, my gosh. You were reading that. You are doing ACS at, uh, at the Peterson, and I've never seen more audience participation in anything in my life. It was in the Castrol Edge ad. Yeah. It was fantastic. People had fun. Everyone yelled three times, fool. Three times, fool. Here's an idea. I, 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 I talked to Mike August a little bit about this, and, uh, and we, I brought it up on the show earlier this week with Goldberg, is the Peterson's great, and we'd like to do an annual event there, but what about an event, maybe a second event, where – it's in Vegas. We do – we team up with one of the, the hotel casinos. They offer like a room package and a show and we do like CarCast or ACS there. And then the next day, our car show is at the track and we do a track day car show. Yeah, I agree. And we have to kind of figure out what that is. Probably going to be one of those time attack things. Is that, what, what is a time attack thing? Like a time trial kind of thing. Like, yeah. uh, it, well, what we can do is, is it's, is it autocross? No, we can take the track and we can either run one at a time or we can we can separate the cars. I think that I, you know, I think obviously there's no passing. There's rules. It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's I think it's, only passing on a straightaway, and you know, yeah, like yeah. a normal track day. Like when I go out to some of the press events and there's six McLarens or something on the on the track. There, there's a couple of rules that you. You, you abide by, and you got you can only pass on the straights, and somebody has to wave you to pass, and then you can pass and then move forward. And then, you know, so there's no bumper to bumper, really. What, and it makes do they it have fun. rules about driving straight through the corkscrew? Well, I mean, if you're a rule breaker like I am, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there are rules. I didn't know there were rules. Black flagged <laughs> while doing a parade lap, he's black flagged. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a first for everything yeah so the so uh, that could be a cool idea let's get some cars out there and do a little driving i agree the uh hino looked great with the uh 510 hanging out of it which yeah. uh, i thought was great down there um the we're looking at a picture of it now looks uh looks fantastic um yeah that turned out good the whole yeah the whole stand, the whole rig to hold the 510 up there came out really good. And yeah, the, you know. It looked good. It's funny. So Sean built the bejesus out of the ramps that hang out. I mean, they got five-eighths thick, solid aluminum. Yeah. Uh, by three inches, like standing up, and they're all gusseted and all everything else. And then he cross-braced the two pedestal stands in front of it, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, and now I'm going to kick it also back toward the Hino. And I said, now it's enough. 
I'm not paying for any more bracing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's good. It's over engineered, but and so is everything, and which is fine. But you're not kicking any. You're not going back toward the Hino. You can go across the two pillars. Yeah. and we're calling it a day. And that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. It's it's fastened in multiple locations. Also, presentation was a big part of this, and it looks good. It looks real like, good. I get the beefiness as part of presentation as well. The big footprint and the like. You didn't need the big giant square pillars, but it looks cool. I told him when I put my uh, Lambo in my house, I used aluminum six four by four aluminums, but they were thin wall. They were like eighth inch. Put them as legs, oh, yeah. drop the thing on there, and then uh, yeah, I'd crawl underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> You're making fun of me on the corkscrew. <laughs> hey, what I who's did, living the danger life now? <laughs> well, what you did was inadvertent. What I did was planned. That's yeah, the difference. Was. You basically You're like, I'm so confident in my building I'm gonna slide underneath this baby. Yeah. I, I am That's I a testament. I engineer stuff all the time. I, I just engineer it in my head and I work it out. My engineering just comes from building tons of stuff. I I just pulled out a wall in my bedroom and it turned out to be a big glue lamb beam up there and I needed to extend it four feet and I just told Sean to whip up a plate and I just threw bolted it. Oh yeah. I saw like, that. I just went I just put a plate on it and people yeah. go like How you know that's gonna work? And I go, because I did it. Because yeah. I thought about it. Yeah. And I've done this this notion of like, oh, you got to get calcs. It's like, eh. Yeah, I don't just, know what just, that is. Just, calculations. Oh. Just, you don't need to get an engineer to calculate everything. Right. You just use your stupid brain and yeah. with enough experience and figure out where something's going to hold or not. Yeah. Yeah. And and you could, you give it a, that, that's, that buffer. You give it a little bit of slight of over-engineering, like maybe a little thicker on the metal or add an extra... Yeah, and also, like, and, it's, and it's good. You, now I know it's super good. You tear apart a house or two, and you realize back like old houses. Yeah, there was nothing. Yeah, there's nothing holding. What are those weird uh, plates that look like they're giant staples? They got like a like it's like a piece of metal, but it looks like it's like a hundred staples, and it just connects two pieces of wood together. That I never got. That I never understood how those things kind of work. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind yeah, of but that's not old house. Yeah. That's new house. Is that what they're using? That seems... They didn't use any metal. Old houses were nothing, no screws, no plates, no straps. Just Ooh, like the Amish. They just toenail. Just dowels. They wouldn't use that either. <laughs> they just like toenail everything together. Like, yeah. It was nothing. Hmm. You know what they relied on back in the day? Mm-mm. Elmer's. Gravity. Oh, well, that makes sense. Think about like a, an arch. Yeah. Think about what they would do in the Roman days with an arch. There was no steel. There's yeah. no strap. There's no fibrous any. It was just all just brick. And they relied on on gravity. Yeah. Like they were like, this arch is going to be able to hold everything up because of the way it's designed, not the materials. Right. The foundation is going to stay because now it has the weight. Again, same theory on, on your 510 stands. Once you put the car, the front end of the car, on those two stands at the end, you don't need that kickback. Right. You know, because it's, you know, it's got a good footprint and you're adding all the weight in the front. You just added, yeah. you know, a couple hundred pounds. But I think, I think you have to build a lot to know what, what'll work and what won't work like mm-hmm. I, i've torn apart so many houses and by the way when you do earthquake rehab work that's all this it it's it's just figuring out how how to not have this thing fall down it's yeah. all about a sort of an engineering um so jeff dunham 
brought his Ford GT in purple. Yeah. Um, he it's brand new. He's only got like a hundred miles on it. Like he added the extra twenty miles that day. Yeah, and, he uh, was. He's a sweet guy. Leno was out there. Uh, Mike uh, Brewer was out there. He brought a nine eleven SC. Mm-hmm. Leno's Jensen. We had Ford uh, GT. Billy Gibbons from. Uh, he was there ZZ walking Top. around, and uh, uh, my friend Eric Valdez brought that uh, Aston Martin DBS Super Legero. Yeah, that's a sweet. That's a nice car. Sweet ride. Yeah, uh, I'm not a. I'm not a huge fan of the open fender behind the front wheel. Yeah, it's an interesting. It it works on design. the on it works on the McLaren Senna. Mm-hmm. That look, it kind of works on the 935 that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. But it, it I, I don't know on that There's car. There's a little more fender vent ish. It doesn't little, work as well for me, but yeah, it looked I'm amazing. Sure. And then that white uh, metal flake was uh, amazing looking. Yeah. Was that white on white? It was white, and the interior was white and blue. Oh, I got to like tell you, my, with blue. My, my greatest lament is I was so goddamn busy walking around and taking pictures with people. And like that. It's just, I really didn't have time to stop. And get in. Like, I kept seeing that Aston Martin, and I kept going, I want to check that out. Yeah. I want to check that out. I want to check that out. And before you know it, it's like, we're going on to see Uppity now. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, what happened? I was like, <laughs> we're, we're moving on. Yeah, I would say, I I know uh, everybody was saying, two-hour car show, two-hour car show. We could have done another hour. Like, we didn't, I, you just didn't get a chance to really kind of see anything. And as that show gets bigger, I think you need more time. Yeah, and I wouldn't say you didn't get a chance to see anything. I I studied the electric Porsche Porsche pretty closely, and yeah, that was got neat. up up and under that five ten with the small block in it. Blah blah blah. I mean, I I got to drill down on some cars, but I didn't get to do it on all of them. Yeah, and I want to do all of them. Well, we handed out some awards. What we we'll tell you about first? I'm going to tell you guys about Wrangler. Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans. It's the pair that fits perfectly and always looks great. The pair you wear out at night, at home on the couch, at work, wherever. They're the go-to. Not, do not underestimate their importance. No one knows this better than Wrangler, the authority on jeans, using their expertise in comfort and durability. Wrangler jeans are made for the adventurers, the go-getters, folks who like to keep moving, whether you ride a bike, a bronc, or a skateboard, or if you're just the type who walks the earth in search of something, these are genes for you. I said walk the earth like Kang and Kang and Kung Fu, and, and uh, Goldberg said Billy Jack. Billy Jack would would, would walk around barefoot, but <laughs> yeah. he didn't really walk the earth. Yeah, he had Kane, a on, though. <laughs> Kane walked the earth. Yeah. But he did wear his Wranglers. He did wear his Wranglers, Billy Jack did. Mm-hmm. Maybe under the robe, Kane had the... The Wranglers on. <laughs> well, they have classic and modern styles, a fit, a range of fits for everybody at a price that works for you as well. They have vintage re-releases. Wrangler has something for everyone. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and women. They have new styles, great fits. Wrangler, real comfortable jeans. Check out Wrangler.com. Billy Jacks is like, I'm going to take this right foot. I'm going to wallop you yeah, on your right. left cheek. It's not a damn thing you're going to do about it. But the thing that's interesting, <laughs> Max Pata, some homework, probably Billy Jack and and Billy Jack and Kung Fu, they used a sound effect in Billy Jack, like when he was kicking everyone's ass at the park. 
they had a sound effect when you hit the ground and they would use the same sound effect. So there was a time when they had like one sound effect for car crashes. Yeah. And you saw any movie or any TV show and there's a car crash in, they just use the same foley effect. If you listen to the song, Max Zapata, Transfusion, you will hear the car crash sound effect, but it has a weird kind of high pitch kind of sound that you'll recognize like from your childhood. Like, like, you know, when you'd watch cartoons and it have the same sound effect for like the same thing, the same whatever, there was a laugh track sound effect that they would use where I could hear the same woman like making the same noise (laughs) and you'd see it. I love Lucy. And then you'd turn it over to Maud and be like the same Stuff was like from the fifties, and yeah. they just you like they'd go sweeten up this the laughter, and they go okay, and they would get the laughter sound effect, and it was just the laughter sound effect. There was a car sound effect, and there was a hit the ground, like body hit the ground sound yeah. effect. They just use it for every single TV show, and it was super specific. And if you hear it, you'll remember. If you hear the transfusion car crash. You'll go, oh, that's every old movie car crash sound effect. And it was in a song. They used it in the song Transfusion. Well, I guess that makes sense because they were trying to make it relatable. They're like, this is the sound of car crashes. Yeah. You know? You know the song Transfusion? No. You're going to know it. It's like a harmonica. Transfusion. I'm just a solid mess of contusions. Never, never, never gonna speed again. Slip the oh, I, I've heard this song. I made maybe you hear maybe it. you've heard it. You've played it. Nine. I gotta make a date with that chick of mine. I cross the center line. Man, you gotta make time. What is that weird harmonica thing? Transfusion. Yeah. Oh, man, I got the cotton picking convolutions. I'm never, never, never gonna speed again. Shoot the juice to me, Bruce. My foot's on the throttle and it's made of lead But I'm a fast-riding daddy with a real cool head I'm gonna pass a truck on the hill ahead Transfusion, transfusion My red corpse suckles are in mass confusion Never, never, never gonna speed again Pour the crimson in me, Jimson I took a little drink and I'm a-feeling right I can fly right over everything, everything in sight There's a slow-poking cat, I'm gonna pass him on the right the greatest car song ever. This is like a driver's ed theme song. That's no illusion. I'm never, never, never going to speed again. Pass the claret to me, Barrett. I'm rolling down the mountain on a rainy day. Oh, when you see me coming, better start to pray. I'm cutting up the road and I'm the boss all the way. I think I hear a seal in there. Transfusion. Oh, Doc, pardon me for this crazy intrusion. I'm never, never, never going to speed again. Pump the fluid in me, Louis. I'm burning up the freeway early this morning. I am a passing everybody. Oh, nothing but corn, man. Out of my way. I don't drive with my horn. All right. What is that sound? It sounds like a harmonica. I don't know what it is, but it came from the standard sounds effect library. So they had a standard, right? They just had a standard sound effects library, and they went, uh, we're doing a movie where there's a car crashing. All right, here's your sound effect. That exact sound is also in Dead Man's Curve by Jan and Dean. Oh, that song I know. And a sure. Leader of the Pack by the by Shangri Laws. Sure, no Shangri Laws. Shangri Laws. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the point is, is. It's every movie, every sound effect, every song, all a standard. They had a standard library of sound effects. Yeah. 
But what is that sound that goes, oh, oh, like it's a weird harmonica sounding? Uh, why does it strike me as weird to be in a car crash, a high-pitched? I think it- I would, that, that's, the, that's supposed to be the tire screeching from slamming the brakes, right? I don't know. I it sounds it- harmonic. It, am I the only one who thinks it sounds like a harmonica? Yeah, not, let's see if we can isolate it. We'll, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the harmonica part. Maybe I'm missing that. But I, I get the combination of like the deeper crashing noise with the screeching noise to, to get but the, the image in we know what locking up brakes, screeching tire sounds like, right? Did we know back then? I feel like <laughs> anyone who had drum brakes and locked them up, yeah. I, I don't know, but it didn't feel like it felt like huh huh feel like high register when it felt like it had air to it was it a horn oh i don't know all right they're gonna work on that work on that and you got to work on the billy jack falling sound too which was another sound. sound standard sound library thing now you guys tell me but my hypervigilance would make me notice it in every different movie and cartoon that they were using the same one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it was literally know. called a standard sound effects uh, Yeah, company. but I don't know <laughs> that it... Which is a great idea. I don't know that it bumped other people is what I'm... All right, here's, here, we'll play the crash. We have it isolated here. What's with the? Huh? Yeah, I don't know what that one. Yeah. Is. I, well, that's, that's what I'm asking, Dumbos. No, Why I think I think it is the tire. It's meant to be the tires, like a turn. Play like it again. It, I think it, they it, hit it, a seal. Why are you telling me it doesn't sound like a harmonica? <laughs> oh, it it doesn't sound natural. I'm just saying. I'm trying. <laughs> well, now I hear seal because of Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Picture John Popper leaning in front of the mic, going, "Huh?" Uh-huh. And it's a picture a harmonica and John Popper. Close your eyes. Okay. Yeah, it's a little blow. <laughs> yeah, where's that part? Come I don't know in? where that. I like who thought to put that in there. That's the weird thing. I'm not sure what they were going for. All right. Well, anyway, you can now find Billy Jack <laughs> and Kane. So they had standard sound. Now I is think it, is it supposed to be like like somebody yelling, but they didn't want a person yelling. Is it supposed to be the oh no, you know ah it, like, o- the kind of it always bothered me. Yeah, I don't know what it was supposed to be. But it always bumped me. Yeah, I'm going with sea lion. <laughs> Maybe sea All right, let me tell you uh, about uh, Geico. Everyone's got a to-do list. How about you add, save hundreds of dollars on your auto insurance and uh, don't drive like the transfusion guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Still a good song, it's though, a right? terrible, terrible idea for a driver's no. ed course. <laughs> Go to Geico.com, 15 minutes. You could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. Take that extra money. Buy some brake pads and a harmonica, man. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the most rewarding thing you do all day at Geico.com. Yeah. All right, Max Pam, sorry, do you have... Uh, yeah, we'll put a Billy we'll, Jack. Here's a Billy Jack fight scene. We'll Billy see. Billy Jack. Let's hear the sound. There's not a damn thing you're going to be able to do about it. Really? Really? Oof. Oh, it's lettuce. <laughs> Kill that Indian son of a bitch. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha! 
They're breaking lettuce. <laughs> yeah, they do use a lot of cabbage in uh, right in the kung fu foley. Oh, do they? Yeah, really. Yeah, they punch cabbage. <laughs> Interesting. It's a salad. I I, I feel like everything's been automated and computerized now. But back in the day, be guys with like microphones. Like when I the throw up sound. So everything used to be put on carts. Cart is short Mm -hmm. for cartridge. And so when we would do K Rock, a cart was like the size. Of an eight track, it was like an Atari game. Yeah, it's an Atari game, <laughs> yeah. or it's like it's it literally like an eight track cassette. Yeah, like it was the size of you know three packs of cigarettes laying flat. You know, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. put them in, and you'd fire the cart. So they had the cart machine was this square box. It looked like the size of a old school sort of napkin dispenser at a diner. Okay, you know, yeah. and you'd fire the cart right and. If you needed throw up or you needed the kazoo or you needed the car screech or whatever, and they'd all be lined up. And I built the cart shelves, the cart rack for for K-Rock. And you'd have hundreds of them because you didn't have a computer. You had one cart was throw up and one cart was a lady screaming and the other cart was – and you'd just fire the cart, like grab it, put it in and fire it. The throw up cart was – Jimmy made that and we used it for years and years and years. Like, like he went into the bathroom, brought like microphones, did a like, and he brought a (laughs) bucket. He brought a five gallon bucket and put like, I don't know, filled it probably two inches with water. And he just went, and he dumped it like, you know, it sounded like he was just yakking into a toilet. Yeah. And, that was his cart. Like he just, he just made that. Wow. <laughs> you don't get, sound sufficiently impressed. You should be getting a residual check for every vomit since then, because I'm sure they're using. We're looking at an old picture, of Doctor Drew, and you can see that there are carts everywhere. Yeah. How do you know where to, you just eventually remember where they you are? You remember like, all, well, they they would be probably be labeled and say like throw up yeah, on but it you, or whatever. You, by time you needed it, you know you. You wouldn't be able to get to it very quickly. It's got to be all digital now, right? Like what Bob Brian does is just he's got some, you know, it's all just on a board right, and right. files, computer yeah, files. Yeah, and- that's that's how you do it. You might even be able to find a more modern picture. So I built racks and racks and racks where they could yeah. store all those all those carts. Uh, because you physically you couldn't keep them in a box. You had to like reach back and grab one, you know, and 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 you needed to, to accommodate a hundred and fifty of them. Did and you then, get a bonus check for building those? There was a time <laughs> at the time you probably started. You probably made more building those than you did being on the radio. Oh, I was. I I, I know I did because I wasn't being paid <laughs> okay, to well, be there on you the go. radio. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting paid to be on the radio, but I, I am showing up here a lot. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, we want to rebuild the studio, and I was like, I'll build the lockers, I'll build the cart file, uh, you know, rack, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll rebuild everything. And I rebuilt. I made all the jocks like their own locker with the little keyed thing in oh, it, yeah. the door that opened, so they all had that. That was like on the bottom, and then the top was like all the all the carts. I don't know if you can find Max Zapata. Probably just be uh, interior. I don't know. You Google in like K Rock photo studio, 
you know, 90s, something something like that. And you'd see all of my see all my stuff in the background. So, yes, I would. Were the lockers made out of wood? I would build them for, for all that stuff. Trying to think if that's the old you, studio or the do new metal studio. Doors in the lockers? Or you do wooden doors? No, I did wooden. Like wooden my doors. thing is like if someone is coming in here with a pry bar and trying to bust it open, like it, it, radio guys are the worst in the world. <laughs> There's no such thing as you buying a set of hundred dollar Sony headphones and putting your name on it and just leaving them out. Right, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone because radio guys are horrible. I don't know what's wrong with radio guys, but. You could not leave your headphones out; they would be stolen. Right. That's the, but the only of like people. A candy jar. The only people who had <laughs> access to the studio were the guys who worked there. Right. There's a handful. They would steal them. Yeah. So, so you made little lockers. Just you need a locker, and you lock it. And it's like, yeah, if someone's going to kick in the door, they could they could get into it. It's not fireproof or anything. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. didn't really have to be overtly like someone have to get a pry bar and right. try to bust it open. That yeah. was um, Mike Lynch said that was some of the most valuable advice that Jimmy Kimmel ever, ever gave him was hold on your headphones and never <laughs> and always lock them up. That's right. Yeah, I uh, it's it's kind of weird that people steal the one tool you need. At a radio station. Yeah. So Why? it lets you know something. They need it as well, or, or anything not locked up just feels like a candy jar. Like, it's just free. It lets free you money. know there's something wrong with radio people. <laughs> that That's. Yeah. That This is going to be really prominent in the K-Rock documentary. You guys that's are what I'm on. saying. It's the underground theft ring going on in the, yeah, in the radio can, world. <laughs> Chris has pulled up a rack full of my stuff. Yeah, that's it. If you go down. Not on this picture, but you should see lockers at the bottom somewhere. We'll, we'll see if we can find some pictures. It's kind of yeah. Fun. All right. Uh, Real quick, the car show that we did, I just want to say a big thanks to guys at Brembo and Holly, uh, the car show winners. We handed out prizes, a bunch of great stuff from Brembo, books and backpacks. And Holly had gift certificates and metal signs and things. So thank you to those guys for uh, for supplying those uh those prizes to the car show winners. It was cool stuff. Very uh, Agreed. Not Taco Bell material available now for rent or purchase at chassis, two S's and a Y dot com, mm-hmm. Amazon, iTunes. We're doing another L.A. screening at the uh, Cine Lounge. That's in the CNN building in uh, L.A. on the west side. Oh, nice. That's coming up uh, tomorrow, right? This Sunday. Is that how we say it? Uh, oh, I think it's Friday. Friday so. Oh, Sunday. Sorry. Sunday, Sunday March uh, 17th, this Sunday. 6.15 p.m. Go down crawler.com or Fandango and get a few tickets. I'm going to come out there and say hi because uh, I love it. And we'll do the classic auto show at Costa Mesa this weekend and say hi as well. Live shows coming up everywhere. Pomona, San Francisco, Sacramento, Brea, Denver. Go down crawler.com for all those live dates. Shift and Steer available now on iTunes and Podcast One. And until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.